Welcome back to Bach Fancy Talk Off-Season Episode 8. I'm your favorite host, Bach, alongside here with three guest speakers who have been here before. They know their stuff. They're back. And, man, we got a good one today. I'm joined here alongside with Beck Janke, Ian White, and Rush Williams. And today, you know, it's the only thing people want to talk about nowadays. We're mock drafting. Mock draft 2, what our game plan is looking like for today. We're going to do three mock – well, we're going to do two mock drafts. I'm going to do my third mock draft later tonight, which is all going to be me. But the first mock draft we're doing is a GM simulated draft. We're not following what the media says. We're not following what other people want us to do. We're going to do what we want to do and what we would do if we were the general managers of this team. We're going to do a lot of trading. We're going to do a little bit aggressive um, and see what we can do. And we will be doing an NFL draft review episode after – after the draft, obviously, I'll let you know when that's coming out. Again, if you have not followed us on our Instagram, at Talk, I highly recommend you do. Uh, before we get into it, positional value, this is what I made a little chart last night. The high positional value is guys teams usually go for. Uh, I label it as the quarterbacks, wide receivers, offensive tackles, edges, and I put corners in there. It could be debatable. Um, gentlemen, don't be afraid to speak up if you don't agree with this. Low positional value, I said linebackers, running backs, tight ends, interior offensive linemen, uh, linemen and safeties. Um, I will say not a lot of fantasy talk this episode for sure, but when the draft is over, that's where the fantasy stuff will come back into play. I will be posting the sheet of who's picking where on the Instagram. I'll also be posting the big boards that we use. Um, don't be afraid to go back and listen to the other episode we just posted. I believe that was with, uh, obviously, myself, Rush, Casey Comerford, Daniel Hollingsworth, and Went Ramsey. A really good collective group there. But, again, we got another good group of guys today. Uh, again, I'll post the order and all the stuff on Instagram. Uh, and, gentlemen, with that, anybody like to say anything before we hopped into the mock draft? Let's get to it. All right. Picking first is the group. Uh, I will say, speaking on the group's behalf, I don't believe um, – I still am not convinced who's going to be picked one until it, the name's announced on draft. Now, I will say in the past, I definitely believe Trevor Lawrence was going first. I believe Joe Burrow was going first. Uh, I didn't. I never believed Maker Mayfield was going to go first. I believe Kyler Murray was going to go first. I still don't believe Bryce Young is going to go first. But, again, I kind of trust the betting lines – um, oh. And we don't bet. Yeah, we don't. No, bet. we don't bet. But I'm saying I trust the lines. Yeah, they're they're very useful too. I will agree with that. Um, let's get into it. Bryce Young will be the first overall pick, obviously, to Carolina. Absolutely, uh, no surprise there. And then we were on the second overall pick, which is the Houston Texans. Uh, Beck Janky, go ahead and rip away. All right. CJ Stroud. <laughs> Yeah, you see, I don't like that whatsoever, honestly, and I'll give my opinion on that. I'll let Beck right, talk after. I'm not saying the S2 scores determine if a player should be drafted or not, but when Stroud scores a 16% on the S2 score, that that concerns me. That concerns me. What is the S2 score? Well, Ian, uh, if you know it's, if you know what it is, you can rip away. Uh, S2 scores are uh, cognitive testing. Bryce Young is the best player in the draft. He scored on it, but... You have to take this into account. He's been taking this test since high school because his high school, modern day, somehow provided it for him, yeah. uh, which means that his scores are not accurate because he's been able to. He's been basically been cheating it by practicing for it. Um, it's, it's pretty. 
pretty I'm not saying that S2 scores are a, necessarily a make or break factor on a quarterback, but it's always nice to look at when you look at quarterbacks, it's always nice to see uh, high scores. Yeah, and I will say, obviously, you don't know if these scores are true, but when you score 16, that's concerning. Like a 60, yeah, I would be fine. It's like, actually 18. But uh, 18, excuse yeah. me. But I will say perception, What they, the nine things they test are perception speed, search efficiency, tracking capacity, visual learning, instinctive learning, decision complexity, distraction control, impulse control, and improvisation. Um, I listened to a 45-minute podcast on what the S2 is, and I generally got nothing out of that podcast. So I'm kind of mad I listened to that. The dude who made the test made no example of what he was talking about. Um, and I'm going to go, again, S2 scores. If you want that, you can look it up. I don't want to describe it anymore. It sounds like it doesn't but mean anything, though. So it does mean something, but it doesn't – I'm not saying if I would pick a guy over this guy just because of S2 scores. Also, Stroud is the same agent as Deshaun Watson. Which I don't know if that's y'all, but I think that concerns me. Well, he's no, also the same agent as isn't he the same agent as Bryce Young too? I don't know, but that that just kind of concerns me. Because I, I just think I don't think I, it ended well for Deshaun Watson. Is a little more personal. Yeah, I think it's personal. Unless, but the, I also, unless the agent was the one initiating. I think encounters. <laughs> he also wanted out. <laughs> he found a way to get him. A, get Could just be me. Money. Uh, I. Don't agree with that. And uh, hey, what was else? I was going to say one, one more thing. Uh, hey, Beck, um, what was the uh, last Ohio State quarterback to thrive in the NFL? It's um, a great question. That's, that's great what question. I was going to Name is one. And, and also, the general. I mean, he's also, he also has Kyle Pitts, AJ Terrell, Michael Thomas, Jalen. That Jaylen doesn't prove my point. That doesn't about, prove my about, point. My so point was what, saying point? that he doesn't have good representatives with the Houston organization. All right, guys, I don't know if. Dude. Kyle Pitts is not good. I don't know. If <laughs> okay, no. No. Also, is the general manager coming back for Houston? No one knows that. No one knows if he's coming back. He didn't say if he's coming back, which is not a good thing. So, also, last last year I said that that the Houston, that this next draft class was going to be really good. And I thought the quarterback draft class last year was terrible. I meant the quarterback draft class. But – Next year's quarterback draft class is even better than this year's quarterback draft if, class. If, if, you're the, if I was the Texans, personally, I would have taken an edge rusher, punted on next season, tanked as hard as I could, and gotten Caleb Williams first overall next year. If he has another Heisman season, the value for him is infinite. I, I think Will Anderson makes the most sense here for the Texans, and I think DeMarco Ryan is the defensive mind head coach. And I think they so would have picked Will Anderson. But again, we'll see what happens on draft night, obviously. But uh, now... We'll move on, move on and yeah. stop my rant. And we are now, I'm now, uh, Rush is on the clock for Arizona. And we got, obviously, Arizona, in my opinion, should definitely trade down. And here's why. If When you release you new uniforms, <laughs> you are under the impression that you have to make money because you're not going to make money this year because this team stinks. This team for Arizona is going to be a really bad team. I think they should trade down, but who knows? Rush, I, I don't care what you do. Go ahead and go ahead. Either call someone's line or yeah. Anyone want to trade for a quarterback? Yeah. Did you say the same thing about the Falcons once they released the uniforms as well? Yeah, uh, I did. Well, here, yeah. Rush, here's the thing. Well, actually, if we're, yeah. we're going to scheme this out, I know for a fact that you don't need a quarterback because yeah, you've got Kyler Murray, which. I would get rid of him like next like year. But you, but you also have to be under the pressure. What if another team trades up and takes the guy you want? Yeah, give me. I'm fine. Okay, let me. First or third pick, and Kyler Murray for Patrick Mahomes. That's the Chiefs. <laughs> I will actually, if I was the Chiefs, I minus Kyler Murray. All right, I, this, 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 all right this is right, not game. This is not what, not what we're we going to take. Lloyd Anderson here, and we're I think, I, call I think, I think that's the easy pick. I think that makes. Well, teams we'll just have Roosh stay there and yeah. take 
Will Anderson third, which now puts Ian White up for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, I think Box is gonna hit on this take. I think Beck is gonna take hit on this take. I'm gonna take Will Levis fourth overall. That is what I'm talking about. That's my man right now, there. Now, would would anyone like to hear uh, the down, Would you like to hear my my draft insight? On yes. This? All right. No. But before, before you start, I feel like Will Levis is the most one of the most hated prospects I've seen in a while. And I feel so. like he is guilty until proven innocent in this sense. So Ian White, rip away, please. Right. If we look at this pros, physically, he's got a cannon of an arm. He can move fairly well. I mean, his S2 score is 93rd percentile. Not bad. If you look at his film at Kentucky, it looks good. Now, his stats don't look great, but when they we go... when we go, bad. I'm looking at them right now. They look really bad. <laughs> when, we go, when we go break down the tape... His, his touchdown to interception ratio last he, year was 19 to 10. He had, six, he had six interceptions last year where the running back ran a check down. The running back dropped it. It bounced off his hands, and it flew to a defender, and the defender caught it. That is an unheard-of number of deflected interceptions. That's not his fault. That's the fact that the Kentucky Wildcats can't put together a decent football team in the year 2022. I don't... That, that's not an issue. Also, if you look at him... He's been playing for the past four years for a team that can't put receivers that are going to match up well against any cornerbacks in the SEC. Didn't beat out Sean Clifford though. Yeah, Keep going. He was not able to do that. Um, in the NFL, in the NFL, the receivers are not often going to beat out the corners. You have to make throws in the tight windows, which is what he's been doing his entire college career. If you look at a guy like C.J. Stroud, he's been throwing to Jackson Smith and Java, and Marvin Harrison Jr. all his all his career, and you know what they've been? They've been wide open in the end zone. That's not the kind of experience you're going to get in the NFL, which is why I think Will Levis is both has a more talented upside just based on arm talent, which I think is number one when you're looking at the quarterback. I think you have to look at arm talent number one, but also I think he's been more. I think he's gotten the NFL experience more often. He's welcome to the NFL moment. Some of those have come in high school or not high school in college. That's that's my consent. Compared that's my to my uh, compared to your boy uh, C.J. Stroud, who's been playing against Northwestern. For yeah, years. I, I will also say that Georgia and Alabama. That you get, um, you look at Will Levis's offensive coordinator, his offensive coordinator. He ran the system well the second year before the draft, so not this year, but his coordinator then left. His stats then heavily declined. He waits too much in the pocket, but you can say he waits too much in the pocket because his receivers can't get open. He stands confident in the pocket. He took 36 it, sacks this year. Because he's confident, he, no one that's, gets open. That's that's the thing. You can throw I, the ball. I, I, how, many, I, how, many did, how many sacks did he take last year? Because he had a pretty darn good I, last year. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can take a quarterback yeah, that that's willing to sit in the pocket. I can tell him to throw the ball away, he and that's took not twenty two last year. Yeah, it's a scheme thing. Not, but I can ta- I can take my quarterback who's who's willing to sit in the pocket and take a hit and tell him to throw the ball away, and that takes what two days of practice, and he'll and he'll do it. His completion percentage is actually really good. My the quarterback that doesn't want to that doesn't want to get hit, who wants to leave the pocket, <clears throat> Hendon Hooker, that guy, that is not an easy conversation. That is a month-long, pro- month-to-year-long process to get him to sit and move in the pocket and go through a progression system. It's just, it's a much more pro, pro-ready guy who will sit in the pocket and take hits. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I f- completely forgot what I was going to say. Thank you, Bach. Uh, yeah, his offensive corner then went to the Rams, and I was telling, I think I was telling Beck this today. Is that his offense coordinator went to the Rams? The Rams have run a very nice system down there. Obviously, a lot of guys are getting hurt, but he can run the system well. And I think Will Levis, Levis is uh, guilty until proven innocent. And I also think compare this class, quarterback class, very much to the which one was it with uh, twenty twenty with Burrow, Tua, and uh, Justin Herbert. Will Levis couldn't have gone out of college last year, but I just feel like. 
Bryce Young is Joe Burrow. Uh, C.J. Stroud is Tua. And Will Levis is Justin Herbert. So that's what I'm going to say. Uh, then right. we're going to move on now. We'll go to Seattle at five, uh, which is me. Looking at what kind of Seattle wants and Seattle needs, I don't think they're going to pick a quarterback last year. Everybody said last year, or this year, I think last year everybody said that they were going to pick a quarterback. I don't see that happening. I also think NFL teams are going to have to make a decision very, very soon, obviously, to decide if they want Jalen Carter on their big board or not. Uh, I'm going to have him. I still think he will get picked. I think Seattle makes the most sense. Obviously, if Will Anderson off the board, Jalen Carter is the best player available. I think for Seattle, this will definitely fit them. Uh, so I'm going to take Jalen Carter, fifth overall, for the Seattle Seahawks. He's got some off-the-field issues. He does. So that's why I said they have to make a decision. Uh, so, Ian, you can go ahead and rowdy up for number six. For the, for the uh, Detroit Lions? Correct. Um, interesting interesting take here. Um, I like the Lions. I think they're, gro- they're growing a lot. With the, I think Dan Campbell's a good head coach. I think they're on the come-up. Um. Obviously, JMO just got suspended for uh, six games for violating the league's betting policy, which is definitely going to hurt, given that he was supposed to be a uh, really important contributor for them offensively. Um, uh, thank you, Beck. Uh, however, I still think that if I'm the Lions, I don't want to go flash quite yet. I want to go substance. And um, you know what? I'm, I'm fine with a few off-field issues. You know who had off-field issues? Akeem Talib. You know who you know who is great? Akeem Talib. I'm taking Jalen Carter. Are you an idiot, dude? I t- My bad. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Just pick pick someone. Christian Gonzalez, the back Oregon. Sweet. Kidding, kidding, guys. Alright. So wait, you're not drafting? No, I'm drafting so Christian. Christian Gonzalez. I was I was messing with Bog. Y'all are killing me. I was messing with Bog. Go. Uh, number eight, number seven. This is the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm gonna go short and sweet here. Devin Witherspoon, corner out of Illinois. He had a great year last year. Arguably the best corner in college football. Three picks. Um, very solid against um, Big Ten. Big Ten dominant teams in the West. So <coughs> speak up, Devin Witherspoon. You said the, the uh-huh. very dominant Big Ten offenses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very dominant. Northwestern, you know, putting yeah. up some real fights. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are down to eight for the Falcons. And, man, if you're Terry Fontenot seeing this draft room, this is probably the situation you wanted until exactly about probably 4.25 uh, this afternoon as the time we started recording this. It is 4.30 p.m. Uh, and if you are listening, when after I posted this episode, which I am posting on Sunday, you should probably tune in in the PBA draft tonight. But besides that point, Sunday night. Sunday night. I'm posting this on Sunday, but uh, you got between Tyree Wilson, Anthony Richardson, JSN, and Joey Porter. With two corners off the board, you just released Casey Hayward, which I Nobody found else. very interesting. You Falcons probably should have traded up there, but once that first corner went off the board, you put yourself in a bad position there, letting two. You did, but then Joey you Porter also Hill. traded for Jeff Okuda, so you can't really tell what Terry Fontenot is going to do. Terry Fontenot has traded up in the past two hey. drafts. Terry Fontenot has selected offensive players for the past two years, and the whole Atlanta Falcons organization has drafted offensive players since, I believe, 2017. Uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anybody would follow that. Um, and defense is looking really good. You just bring in Ryan Nielsen, so obviously there's a plan you want to do, and you got to go with your big board. And right now with the loss of Casey Hayward 
and that saves five million. I was gonna look corner, but how this draft fell, fell. I'm not. I don't like Joey Porter at eight. So here's the guys who I'm down between. I think Tyree Wilson, Anthony Richardson, Peter Saronsky, and JSN, and Bijan Robinson. You can argue Bijan nope. Robinson is the second best player in this draft from a non-positional standpoint. Except, except they do actually have positions in football, so he does play running back. He does, but again, if you're looking at the big board, I don't think it makes sense to bring in a running back. So I'm gonna get rid of Bijan Robinson. Um, I think I think I would pick Skronsky before I put Bijan. I think JSN is a great possibility. I think a second receiver would be nice. But now you got 14 million to potentially do something. But Tyree Wilson really reminds me of Trayvon Walker and the hype he got. And if Tyree Wilson went to the combine and worked out and was not injured, you could see this guy going to the Arizona Cardinals. But since he can't work out, that's what scares me. But I think the Falcons have a risk to take, and I think Clayus Campbell will help them develop. And before I make this pick, Beck Jenkins hit him on lines. So what do you? What do you? No. What so are you thinking? I'm not. I'm not trying to trade for a pick here, but I think really the whole running back in the first round thing is really overstated. I like that pick a lot. I mean, since 2015, you got Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Zeke, Christian McCaffrey. Hey Beck, Fournette. All right, quick we, we found so one. Getting right <laughs> there. Hey Beck, quick question. Okay, no. How many of these guys? Todd Gurley was pretty good before he got hurt. But. Okay. So was Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon was really good. Hey, just Don't forget it. that. How many, so those guys are still, Saquon, How many of those guys were on the team that drafted him? I will say in the past five years. The past. Oh, he sucks. The past five years. Yeah, don't draft Najee Harris in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it. We'll find out on Sunday. Don't. Yeah, no, the, whoa. 246 on Sunday coming your way. The past five years, there's only been one running back selected in the top 20 picks, and that was Saquon Barkley. I don't believe in picking running back. So at eight, I will take Tyree Wilson. The 6'5", 271 edge rusher from Texas Tech. And whoo, Anthony Richardson has fallen. Man, thank God. Chicago is up at 9. Rush, you could potentially <laughs> make a trade here with yourself at 11. I really don't care what you do, honestly. So go ahead and rip away for the Bears. Uh, okay, Bears. Um, make this short and sweet. We got Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State. He's a pretty big guy. He's 6'6", six six, 315. Um 313, my bad. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know. Beck, you can probably give me give us a little more information on him, uh, being an Ohio State fan. But Well, I mean, we can, the last last five years, he's probably the best tackle prospect to come out in the last Pops. few years. Um, <laughs> <that's> not, <laughs> he's great. I mean, he's he's a perfect, well-rounded person. Um, a lot of a lot of buddies that know him. He's a great guy. Um, he's a great pick there. He's uh, I think someone you can build your franchise around for sure. I think we do need a disclosure. The Bach Fantasy Dog Podcast has no insider information uh, on Paris Johnson's sexuality. But we do we do have insider information <laughs> on Stetson Bennett, which will be coming at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. Um, we do. We do. Uh, Ian, you... I did not. All right. I don't have to block that up. God damn it. Make a pick. We know All right, wait, what, what pick hey, don't cuss on the podcast. It's I didn't cuss. Ten, pick, pick for 10. All right. Uh, if I'm Philly, right, I'm coming off a Super Bowl loss that, honestly... Didn't go that bad for us. <coughs> you know what? I think I need. To, I think I need that one more piece to push me up, push me into the edge. But question is, where do I do it? Um, I think offensively, I think you're set. I don't think adding another weapon offensively is gonna do anything much. I think your uh, law of diminishing returns there has pretty much come into effect. And I don't think Jalen Hurts is a developed enough pocket passer. What we're giving him an extra receiver is gonna make that much more of a difference. So I'm gonna look defensively, right? Um, would I like to go corner? 
Yeah, I would actually. Um, but most of the good corners just went off the board. So you know what I'm gonna do here? I'm going to look to trade back. Um, let's see, who can I trade back with? Uh, how, ooh, Steelers. Seventeen. Steelers. Uh, what do you want to give me for it? I'll give. I'll. I'll. I'll be the Jets in. I haven't traded for Aaron Rodgers right now. I'll give you, uh, obviously, my first this year, and I'll throw in. Uh, I think I will throw in a uh, fourth round pick, one twelve. My first. Um, I'll do first and a third. Can, for who? What team for are you? Through? Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I can pass up. I don't think I can take first and a fourth over first and a third. I think I got it. I oh, uh, I'm I'm Washington, and I'm calling your line, and I will give you my first this year, and I will give you my. Let's see. I'll give you my third, and I'll give you my fourth, and I'll give you a fifth next year. I will take. I will take oh, that. Please. Let's check. Let's check on that, please. Mr. Washington Bob, has traded please. up to the tenth overall pick. Listen here. When you bring in a guy like Eric Bieniemy, uh, he wants to create a new culture and he wants to do stuff his way. Uh, I feel like that's what we've seen in the past. Um, so I'm moving up and I'm moving up for a quarterback. This is what ownership wants. Ownership wants a new face. Ownership wants something to get rid of what Dan Snyder has done in the past. And I'm having Washington move up, and I'm gonna take Anthony Richardson here at ten. All right. Um, I think we just skipped over how bold of a pick that was. You but just drafted Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you know what? If it works out, that's probably it. Probably gets you a job for life. So. I would just like to say I watched him play a game live this year, and he did not really throw the ball terribly well. So, <laughs> Some and considering he's a quarterback, I'd say that's usually pretty important. <laughs> who's, well, who's pick eleven? Uh, uh, it's yeah, Roosh. Okay, so now that Anthony Richardson off the board, that makes this a lot easier. Yeah, We're actually, yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers are calling. Now I'm gonna go ahead and draft. Well, no, 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 no. I want you to answer his call and see what he has to say. Okay. He's gonna uh, gonna go with I, I'm going to hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go with Pierce Karanzi from Northwestern. Uh, that's I actually a really good pick. Really good pick. You know, probably the most versatile guy in the draft. He can play interior. He can play uh, exterior, which is uh, definitely a huge commodity for these teams, which now leaves us to uh, Beck picking for Houston again. Buck, I, Buck actually just used the antonym of the word he was looking for. Commodity is uh, the opposite of that. Buck, but let's continue. Let's continue. Oh well, I, that was going to be a smart word, but you kind of ruined my vibe. So, you know, Beck, you go ahead and pick a twelve. You can edit that out. <laughs> well, I think it comes down here to obviously you're trying to protect for CS Stroud. Hey, you've got to go, uh, God, Roderick no. Jones here from University of Georgia, six five, three ten. Nice prospect there. Obviously, maybe some concerns early on as he hasn't really been in the spotlight a lot his whole career as he's. He's still pretty new to starting, given that Georgia's had such a dominant line the past few years. So I think you give him maybe a year or two, and he's gonna be really good for you. So I actually I like I like the I didn't I didn't love this. You said Broderick Jones. Yeah, but I like Broderick Jones. He just tried. I like that. I like those as the two first round picks. I mean, I feel like here also you definitely could see defense being picked. Um, I think you already have Lormy Tunsil, who's probably one of the best tackles in the league, and he's the highest paid. So um, I'm not going to really agree with this pick, but I don't think it's the worst pick in the world to protect another, your franchise quarterback. Another tackle, though, and his contract's going to run up probably pretty soon anyway. And, Tunsil? Uh, in their other tackle. So well, he's got three more years for Tunsil. So we're going to 13, and that is good old Bach for the New York Jets. Uh, most likely the New York Jets have brought in Aaron Rodgers uh, by the draft night or potentially uh, later. So I don't know really what I'm looking for. 
here for the Jets. I would probably, if I'm New York and I just traded all my picks, I would look to trade back. Um, I don't know who would look to move up at this point. A JSN is still available, so I feel like a team would definitely <clears throat> come calling there. Um, I don't think any teams would be willing to move up this far from where I'm back now. No one's really talking to me, so I'm just going to sit here and probably uh, just take best available, probably from the defensive side. Uh, I think... Oh, yeah, it's not I think a Nolan Smith will make sense. Uh, it really doesn't make sense, but I just feel like that that's sense. probably what you kind of have to do. Fast guy <laughs> off the edge. Get Robert Sila. Uh, just kind of a speedy guy to work with and uh, go and try to build this team. Uh, I'm just going to go back to uh, number 12 back there and just say that Titus Howard, uh, their right tackle for the Texans, he gave up nine holding penalties last year. So that's probably a concern. So I definitely would reaffirm my pick of Robert Jones there at 12. Okay, um... Picking at number 14 for the New England Patriots. I'm so proud to represent this pick. Um, <laughs> Rip I, away. Ac- I actually cannot believe that um, this, this this fell to me. But at 14, I am taking Jackson Smith's job, yeah. but I did not think that was possible. 400 for things that will never happen in the Bill Belichick era. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, as a Pats fan, I'm well aware that I'm going to trade back to 32 here and take a D2 linebacker from a school no one's ever heard of. With Drew student, Saunders. With a, stu- with a student body less than Marist. But... In my fantasy world, I'm taking Jackson Smith the Jabba. Kyle I, I cannot believe I, I got it. I think that's how you say his name. Pajigba. Yeah. That's right. Thank you, Be careful. That's too risky. All right, guys. Guys, I don't want to bleep out all this stuff. Please. Raj, pick a 14. I mean, leave it if you want. <laughs> no one will know. We got the, <laughs> we got the Packers here. Um, I feel like it's a little too early to take a tight end, personally. Which is kind of their biggest need, according to uh, <laughs> the ringer. But <laughs> so that makes this kind of difficult. So if anyone would be willing to trade back or trade up, hey, I mean, are you? Are you? Oh, okay. Steelers. What pick is that? Seventeen. Seventeen. So you're looking at a first. That and a doesn't f- really solve my problem. First, <laughs> first and a fifth. Yeah, no. that's not. I mean. You're moving back. Roosh, Roosh first, just go ahead and pick. There's, there's no. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and make a pick. Um, <laughs> oh no! Don't, don't how do you how do you want to support Jordan Love? Let's make that because actually, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, Roosh. There we go. That's what I'm liking. Roosh has just traded the 15th overall pick to the 17th overall pick, and Beck Janky moves up. Beck Janky, what are we looking at? Um, let me just make sure that the uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's have a fifth round pick. <laughs> It's probably fine. <laughs> they actually don't have a fifth round pick. I, fourth, I, 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 just, just fourth round. Okay. Right, okay, you make a pick. You make a pick. No, 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 no. Just no. in a perfect world, something happened. Just make a pick. You, you Max make, making a pick. You can make multiple. You can trade. I got next year's first round pick. Yeah, pick. yeah, there we go. That's, we'll go realistic this no. time. Beck, okay. Beck, just make Beck, a pick. Just say somebody. Well, I'm going to take uh, Joey Porter Jr. here from Penn State. Um... Another guy who's been shutting down Big Ten defenses. <laughs> I mean. The electric Northwestern State. <laughs> hey, they got Skronsky, they're, though. They're, you know, Dude, that Indiana offense. They're, yeah, Illinois. Northwestern's, Iowa. Northwestern's just about the same as Vanderbilt or Missouri in that conference. Except but. for the fact that Iowa was actually know. the worst football, worst offense in college football last year. Yeah, that's true. So. And Northwestern is probably second worst. <laughs> After after <laughs> Howie Roseman works his magic and moves back, uh, Ian White is picking now at 16th overall. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Here's an interesting 
proposition. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of this is because I don't like to pick defensive guys, but I feel like I should take as, as the GM. Hey, I feel like I defense should. Defense wins championships. No, right? actually, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Um, and as much as I'm intrigued, as much as I would like to make an offensive pick here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the smart I'm gonna go with the smart move. Um, and I'm gonna go defense. Um, and I think some people are gonna say that I'm reaching here. Okay. I really don't. Um, I like Bama defense. I like Bama defensive backs. Um, you're in battle? Are you Brian, going to battle? Brian no, Branch. I'm going Brian Branch. That's my man. You know, I love Brian Branch as a prospect. I have listened to the PFF podcast a ton. And obviously, safety positional value is not the greatest. But with the loss of C.J. Gardner-Johnson, man, this pick makes so much sense to the Eagles. Uh, very lovely pick here by Ian White at 16, which now gives up Green Bay for Roosh picking at 17. <laughs> You know, looking back on that trade, they didn't really do anything. All right, you're, I'll pick for you. No, uh, it didn't do anything for me either. Because um, was gonna be there that was like the most pointless trade of all time. <laughs> but you got a fifth so, round pick. what we're going to do here. The Packers really need a tight end. So what we're going to do is we're going to go Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. The second best tight end in college football last year. Brock mm. Bowers was number one in case you were wondering. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. It's now, Roosh, any much to say? No, that's it. Ian, you're up. Um, let's see. Uh, I am uh, eight. This is eight. seven. No, uh, this is eighteen, 18 for Detroit. Detroit. Um, you already selected Christian Gonzalez. Remember, yeah. keep that in Defensively, mind. Defensively, um, that's a great pick, actually. Thank you. Um, actually. I'm gonna make it a bit of an outlandish trade here, but Belichick's gonna Belichick's gonna work some magic. No, no, no. I can't. I can't trade that no. out in the first round. I'm not. Tra- I'm not. <laughs> Browns are trading up in the first round. No. There, there's no the world. There, there is no world. There is no world where Bill Belichick trades up out of the second round and gives up his first round pick next year. Hey, fun fact: it's actually Ian White is the GM now, not Bill Belichick. So, um, well, it's Bill you know Belichick's what? Dog. Outbox steps in. The general manager canceled this trade. Ian, you're staying put at 18. All right. Well, well, you know what? Um, I'm gonna give um, I'm gonna give the Lions some uh, electric playmaking at wide receiver. I think you know Jared Goff. Give him a little extra help. I'm gonna give Jordan Addison out of USC. Love that wow. I do not like that pick. Psych. <laughs> Terrible pick. He's probably, he's probably <laughs> he is not playing the SEC. He's actually probably the best wide receiver in college football. I disagree. I'm gonna say, in five years, well, he plays in Detroit now, but if he didn't play in Detroit in five years, he'd probably be the best wide receiver in, in uh, football. If you look at his route running, it's elite. If you look at his quickness, his speed, all of those things are elite. His hands, phenomenal. There's this guy, Marvin Harrison Jr. That's going to the only The only thing you can knock him for is his size, and you know what? That only that doesn't really matter. They're I didn't like his route running. I didn't like his size. I feel like he can't do much. I think he's a second round pick. He has he has eighteen year. pounds on me. <laughs> I, I don't even think. And I and I think you know I don't what? really weigh that much. From <laughs> from watching videos, I don't even think Addison is a top four wide receiver. I think I think I'm I think I'm gonna go home. Give me Zay Flowers over him any day. Louis. I will take Zay Flowers so much. Over. I recommend. I think that. I think in two years I'm gonna go back and rewatch this podcast. I'm gonna edit this little clip out. And I'm gonna post it on my Twitter and say. And just tag uh, freezing, shoot, I was wrong. And tag freezing cold takes and say, Alex Bach. Hey, at do least you want to apologize it, for this pick. Could you at least like tag me? 
So. Yeah, I will. Thank <laughs> you. Don't worry. Uh, that's all I get the viewership at, up. At 19, yeah. Roosh is up for good old Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, you know, another bad situation here. Um, if someone would like to trade, that would be fantastic. Uh, can, can ring, those? ring, ring. Jerry Jones is calling from Dallas. I'm um, sorry. I don't trade with the Cowboys. <laughs> that's actually a really good point. But he is He's calling. calling from his yacht. He is calling. Let's see. You're Tampa Bay. And through this draft chart, I will give you Dallas's third round pick, which is projected a fair use. I was thinking a late first round pick, too. It will end the first. First and the third. What pick are they? They are pick 26. Hmm. Yeah, I'll take that. Dallas has traded with Tampa Bay. Guys, come on. I mean, we all know Jerry Jones is going to do this. I feel like it's time. I don't <coughs> think I don't think you can last with Payne running back uh, $10 million a year. Okay. I don't think... Tony, I don't think Pollard is sustainable. Wait, didn't, didn't, didn't no, no. Take John Robinson? no, they said they no. weren't going to take him because I made fun of him for that pick. And I'm going to make fun of you for this pick. Uh, so he's not in your team in three years. Dallas takes Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Robinson. That's pretty good. 19th overall. That's a good pick. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take uh, Jonas Gray. That's the most Jerry Jones thing of all time. Hey, do you guys know who Jonas Gray is? No. Exactly. He's an undrafted free agent that had an insane season with the Patriots and was like a top 10 running back in football for like a five week stretch. And you know what they got him for? Zero draft capital because he was undrafted. And he was probably one of the better running backs in football at during the uh, peak. I, I, you don't need hey, to waste hey, first hey, round draft hey, capital. How many, how many of those are in the okay. league now? Oh, none of them because running backs don't stay in the league for more than like six years. Which is exactly what, you what about work? Frank Gore? <laughs> God, <laughs> this is like our debate today. Bruce, All right, or, I'm picking at twenty for okay. Seattle. Um, I mean, I don't really know what to do. I think both receivers are going to be on the team a lot next year. You already went. Jalen Carter in the first round. You went tackle last year. Uh, nothing really makes sense for me. I don't think Hendon Hooker makes sense. Um, I think just Miles Murphy would make sense. Kind of just buff up the defensive line, make this team competitive. So I'm going to take uh, Miles Murphy at 20 for Seattle. At 24, I'm going to Jacksonville. All right, 21 is LA Chargers for Ian. All right. Um, my plan going into this draft was to uh, – Make make one team just make a bad trade so the Patriots could get Zay Flowers here, um, but Bach has prevented me from uh, trading into the first round with my Patriots, unfortunately. Um, so that plan has fallen through. But I like Jay Herbo, and you know what I'm going to give him? Uh, they probably they probably need help defensively. Um, but you know what? You can build that through free agency. I'm going to give Jay Herbo Zay Flowers. And I'm going to let him cook next year. Hey, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Another bad pick. Uh, actually, my, my all three of my picks so I far. I kind of wanted him. All, <laughs> I won him. I just don't think he fits. All the of my wide, right now. all of my wide receiver picks actually, when you look in like three years, will be the top three wide receivers in college football. Just FYI. Who were that? Uh, Jackson Smith, Njigba. That's mm-hmm. risky. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan Addison, who will probably be number one in a couple of years, and Zay Flowers, who will probably be number two, just based on like watching their film. Okay. All right. Beck Jenke is up 22 for the Baltimore Ravens. We have a trade here. Um, the Ravens will be trading to the Saints, also a pick I own. Number 22 will be trading back number 29. They will be getting the 71st pick in the draft from the New Orleans Saints. So then the Saints are on the clock, and they're going to take um, Luca Van Ness here. Lucas Van Ness here from uh, Iowa. Also been shutting down Big Ten offense. <laughs> Saints have been notorious for actually trading up in these drafts, and when they trade up, they love to go on offensive or defensive line, uh, so not the most unrealistic trade. Uh, but this he plays, uh, then does put uh, Minnesota on me for the clock. I'm going to make this quick. I'm going to take Quinn and Johnson 
Um, I think he's probably the third best receiver in this class. I think Minnesota definitely needs receiver help. I don't think what they're building is working uh, in Minnesota, but I think going receiver here is not the most unrealistic thing I think, I think in the world. Let Kirk cook, all right? You got to. Um, money is going to kill you next year and this year. Jacksonville. All right. Um, you know, big T-Law supporter here. I think his hair is great, arm is great. You know, read the defense well. The hair comment was uh, was uh, extraneous to football, but I thought it was necessary to be made. Um, Can you explain what extraneous means? Uh, not relevant. Yeah. Uh, synonym tangential, in case anyone yeah. wondered. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, you know what I think? I think if I want to make sure – if I want him to be my franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years – I'd like to give him a stalwart left tackle. I'm taking Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. There you go. Good pick. I love that. That's a lot of big words. Roosh, 25 for the New York Giants. No. How the fuck did I next out then? All right. This is kind of where I wanted to take Zay Flowers, um, to be completely honest. <laughs> but instead, we're going to look to the defensive side. Yeah, there's not a lot there hey, either. You might want to give Daniel Jones some help since he was on a team with zero talent last year. You know, hey, easy, easy. Hey, hey, oh, this could be a great yeah, place for Dalton to get, actually. Who ever said that? <laughs> it actually would be. I mean, but you already Dalton got Kane Darren Waller. So good, dude. Yeah, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go. Kane to is awesome. I Kane. love yeah. that pick. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I am up yeah, every yeah, t- yeah. 11 30, 12 every. Every Saturday night watching the Utah Utes, yep. and Dalton Kincaid might be like my favorite player in Hodgeball. I love yep. that pick. Yep, love that. Love I that. like Michael Mayer more. Well, Michael Mayer is a little more overweight than Dalton Kincaid is, and he was. He's probably better though. Ago. So to be honest, okay. Tend to do up the block. Johnson. Yeah, he's off the board. He actually, Tampa Bay. Roosh. Just to be clear, Michael Mayer is three pounds heavier than Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how tall? How much taller is? Um, Kincaid. Mayer's an eight. No, Mayer's an inch tall. <laughs> okay. You see, no, Beck knows something we just, don't. Just looked a lot what it sounds like to me okay. is Dalton Kincaid is more overweight. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh, he looked a lot less like that on film. Okay. okay. Maybe, uh, maybe he's put on some pounds since maybe, the end of the season. Maybe Mayer's just holding that he weight looks, in his third he, leg. I mean, Michael, mm-hmm. Mayer, Michael Mayer does not that. Like, he is not. All right, guys. Bruce, you got it at 26 for 26. We got the Bucks here, correct? Correct. Um. You know, first page is already out. Yeah, Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy. Yeah. Uh, we had him going twenty to Seattle. All right, so we got the Bucks here. I'm a Bucks fan, as many of you know. Offensive line was, to put it simply, terrible last year, <laughs> um, mostly because of injuries. Um, so with that being said, I'm gonna go with Darnell Wright from Tennessee. This I, guy just, is I actually I took him, I took him two picks ago. Dang it! <laughs> God, <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe that's a good sign. We'll see. Hey, come okay. This. okay, and then we'll come back in two years and hope. <laughs> hey Rush, hey Rush, who is your um quarterback? What's your quarterback solution? Um, not somebody from this draft class. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually not? that's actually the best answer I've heard you why give not, all day. Why not? Uh, <laughs> why not? Why not? Bennett. Speaking of, we have more inside information. Right, let's just rush. Make a pick. Okay, I'm, I'm working on it. There's not a lot to work with here. Um, <laughs> not going to try and pronounce that. Um, you know, this may be a little bit of a reach, but I don't think it really is. We need a tight end as well. 
Bring out with Darnell Washington from Georgia. This guy is also a beast. 6'6", 264 pounds at tight end. I mean, no, what, actually, what more could you ask probably for? The best size is really good. He's yeah. probably the best tight end of the draft, if we're being honest. Mm, maybe. I think this tight end class will definitely revamp fantasy football, that's for sure. Hey, who, what, what is your argument that Michael Mayer is better than him? Like what, like a route running perspective or like a route running perspective? No, just because he has that's a more bigger block I than think the sports center. That's I think I think that's a stat that's actually tracked and is important in the NFL. I think yeah. <laughs> I just think he's a better blocker. I, I think, think if you if you look well, at tight end, that's see, one of the most I think more, more he, sports center every time you get more money for the program. He, he, so he hurled that one guy. Um, I think actually Darna if you look at tight end, it's one of the most important like body wise positions. There's not a lot of like uh what was I going to say? Travis Kelsey is a great route runner, and that really separates him as the top tight end of the class. But if you look below that, I mean, a lot of the utility you get out of tight end is his ability to both block and catch. And Darnell Washington, just from a physicality perspective, is great at doing both. I think he's only going to develop into a better tight end. So I, I really think he's the best tight if end. If you look at all the good the good tight ends considered in the league, I don't think really many of them block that well. I think in the current league today, I don't think many of them block well. Uh, I'd just um, like to point out that Gronk was a was the better blocker than some starting tackles in the NFL when he was dominant. Yeah, um, but and that's what made him the greatest. Okay, we're not time. talking about that, but I'm saying like <laughs> I don't think Waller is a good blocker. I don't think Pitts is a good blocker. I don't think Goddard's a good blocker. I don't uh, think Pitts Kelsey's a good blocker. Pitts I think is used solely to block. I think Andrews is Andrews is a fine. <laughs> with every other. I, I'm done with him. I'm not arguing with him. Okay, who's who's up actually? Uh, it's Beck. Yeah, so Buffalo is at 27. Alright, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the pick. So obviously Buffalo, they need wide receiver, linebacker, offensive line. Maybe we'll go Drew Sanders here from Arkansas. But um no, I think we're gonna stay with uh Ant- um Osiris Torrance from There you go. University of Florida. Also a very big interior guy. That's Cyrus. That's the only thing that is about him. <laughs> that he's big. That is He also, is big and he's that also is important. Uh, dude, is, dude, he's a 6'5", interior offensive lineman, that's that's pretty big. Yeah, he also bluffed for Anthony Richardson, so I don't know who he's that good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just Anthony Richardson had plenty of time no, in the pocket he, of Florida. No, he, he, went to the, he, he played in the SEC, so he's automatically on a pedestal, unlike he, anyone. Actually, if you look at the SEC O-linemen, they do perform pretty well in the NFL, just as a historical so speaking. What about Florida players in general? Well, they, well what they about how no well, Florida they, State players in the top first. 64? Hey, just wait for we have Jamie Robinson. I don't think he's on his list, but he's pretty good. <laughs> he's, and you know why that is? It's because we have like a ninety-something percent return rate this year. <laughs> hey, just wait for Micah Pittman. Like three Jared, years to Jared Verse, Micah Pittman Mike is, is going to be dirty. Year. By the way, yeah. Also, Jared Verse just completely screwed just, over the just Falcons. Wait for, uh, just wait for Johnny Miller hey, next who's, year. Who's picking? And Jared Verse. Um, and Jared Verse. Jared well, now it's me for Cincinnati. Johnny Wilson. I mean, sorry. Jay Chizzy. Uh, you just got rid of your safety. I mean, you think you got to. I think, I think, I think at this point in the draft, it may, it's smart to go look defense. I think. I think the Bengals. I think the Bengals are we're going, we're going abysmal. Three, this guy right? falls. I think Kalaji Kanti goes twenty-eight to the Bengals. Just to make that quick. We're going up to round three, right? No, we're <laughs> <laughs> we're done after this. Oh, yeah. also, just the results just came in. Ian scored a ninety-two percentile on the Wonderlook test. If anyone was wondering here. All right, we're just gonna Wonderlook crank this out. Uh, uh, Ravens, <laughs> Beck, you're up. Where the, where the so the Ravens obviously oh, they traded yeah. back with the um, let's see it was with the New Saints Orleans. there yeah New Orleans excuse me and I think you're gonna go uh, Deontay Banks here I'm I'm sticking to the idea of players playing college close to home and shutting down Big Ben off. <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah he, yeah he actually he actually did really well against Martin Harris uh, just Harris. to point out that Lamar Jackson is considering whether or not to come back to this team and uh, you you may have just alienated him enough by picking a defensive player in the first round that he's not coming back. 
I Interesting. Take, I could have taken Jalen Hyatt there. I would say you could have gone Jalen Hyatt. All right, Ian, crank it out for 30. A pause. All right. Uh, I'm back at Philadelphia. I think I've had a really strong draft so far. I think, I'm, I think I've think i actually pushed myself over the limit. I think I'm now like a Super Bowl favorite. Um, but now I'm just going to look to add talent to that already what loaded roster. Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, hopefully um, they get you know, de- a, generate or a donation because they need to sign some free agents like right now. Uh, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Half their team is a free agent. That's okay. No, that's actually fine. Uh, that's they, fine. Have, they can be silent. It's chill. Um, but. Uh, Alright. My desire to um, make some super outlandish pick. Just, like, bro, uh, just make a pick. Alright, I'm going to go to Jalen Hyatt. Just Love sta- that. Stack that God, one. This man's what? five touchdowns against Alabama. <laughs> just five. <I'm> five. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. He's gonna, he's five gonna score, touchdowns. He's going to score five this season just because he's, in, he's behind Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. No, no, no. Hold on. Look, if you look at the Eagles' offense, they want to take deep shots downfield. And who's, honestly, who's better in this draft at just purely being a deep shot than Jalen Hyatt? This I mean, guy had 15 touchdowns in If you're going to use like 14, a third of them games. came from Bama. <laughs> All right, we are at 45 minutes. All right, so I think we need to wrap this, this up. This has been long, so I'm going to wrap it up. That's what uh, I said. But don't edit that up. God, what? You're making me edit all this stuff out. So, um, leave it in the. Hey, this board. is a funny episode, by the way. It is pretty funny, but. Uh, all right, K- all right I'm going to crank this out. Uh, 31. Uh, I mean, you kind of just lost Frank Clark. You could try to develop an edge rusher. Uh, I think. At this point, you got nothing to lose. I would just take Will McDonald I, I think from I, Iowa I State. <laughs> I believe it's. Thank you for listening. Uh, don't go anywhere because my new my Bach mock will be right after this, gentlemen. Thank you for coming out. Uh, and again, don't go anywhere. Again, the Bach finished up. All right. So thank you to those four gentlemen who came on for that episode now we will be moving into what i think will actually what should happen and this is not not a mirror of what i think is gonna happen it's what should happen and what i believe and i kind of done a good amount of research i feel like i feel pretty comfortable with these guys obviously i don't have time to watch all these guys film uh that'll just take a while and i really can't grade edge rushers because i feel like that's probably my weakest point in drafting and I feel like edge rushers are the hardest thing because people expect them to be very talented coming out of college but they take a while to develop Um, and definitely this draft kind of changed I will say it especially changed for the Falcons getting rid of Casey Hayward he failed his physical so obviously failing the physical you gotta get get him out of there but this is probably one of the most intriguing drafts in a while in my opinion I think last year's was kind of bland, I think, because there was not a lot of hype for the quarterbacks. I think it was just people hyping up quarterbacks instead of actually good quarterbacks being in the draft. I think the prospects are a little bit better this year. I do think last year there were some really, really excellent players who came out of that draft. I just think this one will be a little bit more exciting. I did like the venue last year. I think I'm going to like the venue this year. I will say last year was a lot more exciting for me but uh let's let's dive into it uh first overall pick uh, i think it's got to be bryce young right you can't go against the betting lines i think size really isn't a factor just because he keeps coming out and saying he's been playing like this size the whole life um i think he's better than stroud uh probably probably being a little hypocritical but uh, in the reality after watching the film i just think bryce young size definitely could could determine some things but i don't think it's gonna be the worst thing 
Uh, I think I think it's still between Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson. Honestly, I think Stroud was just kind of getting hyped up by the media, and now I think he's getting downplayed by the media, which I think is kind of trashy uh, to do to Stroud. Like saying he skipped the Manning Passing Academy uh, when he really didn't. But I don't have Stroud going two, though. I got Bryce Young going one, and I got Will Anderson going two. I think the Texans are looking at their big board, and they realize that Will Anderson is the best player in this draft. And I think DeMarco Ryans wants to go Will Anderson also. I think, again, I think Stroud having the same agent as Deshaun Watson uh, is a little bad blood for the Texans. I think the S2 scores, obviously, like I said earlier, you can't really determine a guy off of S2 scores. But his S2 score was very, very bad. So I'm not a big fan of that. I uh, just It doesn't make sense. I don't think it makes sense to make Stroud, especially with the general manager. He doesn't know if he's going to be back. So I don't think he wants to pick a guy and then a guy wants to come in and have to work with Stroud. So I just think Will Anderson kind of makes more sense here. I'm going to change my mind, but I think for the Texans is the best thing. I don't think Will Anderson can change your franchise overnight. I think you got to accept the fact that you're going to be piss poor again this year in the AFC South, which is starting to be a little bit more competitive division. But it looks like the Jaguars are kind of running away with it. So I would say a new change of hierarchy in that division. But I think just Will Anderson will make sense. And you can just look at the quarterback prospects next year and Drake May and Caleb Williams. And if you get back up here, uh, I'd say you'd actually want the first overall pick instead of the second overall pick next year for sure. Uh, so that leaves Stroud with fall. And I can see why people are concerned about Stroud. I will say there hasn't been a good quarterback who's came out of Ohio State in the past. But I'm not a big believer in that type of stuff. Like I remember people people say Tua was coming out of college. They say, oh, he's an Alabama quarterback. He's not going to be good, and I think Tua is still top 10, top 15 quarterback when healthy. Um, if he didn't battle health issues, he would have been an elite quarterback this year for the Dolphins and would have been a really, really nice fantasy quarterback. So I think the narrative on that, I think C.J. Stroud can be the guy to change that narrative. But, guys, someone has to fall. Like, someone has to fall on this draft, and people don't realize that. Guys are going to fall, and it's just the way it is. I think Jalen Carter is going to surprise some people. I think C.J. Stroud might surprise some people. I think Tyree Wilson falling uh, would make a lot more sense than the guys I just listed just for the fact he hasn't been able to work out. But like I said earlier, if Tyree Wilson is healthy and he is working out, he could probably dominate his workout, and you could argue he would be better than Will Anderson. So I think you get a team, honestly, I think a perfect fit is Atlanta. I think a perfect fit is Seattle. I think Chicago actually wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I think imagine if you had him in Philly. Um, I don't think he falls past Houston at 12. So, again, but with Will Anderson being taken here, I think it would be not the shock of the draft, but I think it would make sense. But I think you can't go against the betting lines for Bryce Young. Uh, at minus 1,000 especially, I think that means Bryce Young is a Carolina Panther. But the draft the draft still starts at 1. And then Arizona's sent here at 3. And Arizona, they have to trade down. It's just the way... It's the way it is. I mean, your roster is so bad. You're releasing new uniforms because you know the team's going to be bad, and you just got to make some extra money. I feel like ownership's got some problems right now with the lawsuit, so I'm not a huge fan of that. So Arizona's in a really bad spot. I think you trade down. I think a big possibility is Detroit moving up to three and taking Will Anderson. They got plenty full of picks, and they got a really talented roster. I don't think there's any reason Detroit would pick a receiver. I think people are starting to talk about that with the Jamison Williams suspension uh, from a fantasy perspective I'll speak on that uh, I don't think it does anything I think it might hurt Jared Goff 
a little, but I think Detroit's going to have to go out and get a guy who can probably play the wide receiver two position. And I also don't think it would be unrealistic if Detroit traded up and got one of these nice tight ends in the second round. I think this tight end class is awesome. I think this tight end class could change fantasy football for years to come. I'm not saying we're going to get the Travis Kelsey, but I'm saying if we get two or three good enough guys to catch the ball, that's huge for fantasy football, and especially Parham with Pitts, Goddard, and Waller, and Kelsey's still around playing at what he's playing at right now. Uh, fantasy tight end perspective could be changed drastically, and I think it's going to be a little bit better this year than the last year. But the third overall pick, I think it just makes sense. Here, Arizona, their number one guy in Will Anderson is off the board. So I think Indianapolis moves up with Arizona. And I think they take C.J. Stroud. Not a bit huge flight for Stroud to go from Ohio State to Indianapolis. But I think Jim Ursay is 100% picking a quarterback. And I would not be surprised if they go Anthony Richardson here. Um, I think Starkeesian is his name, is their head coach. And obviously he worked with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. So it would make sense to have a rushing quarterback. Um, I'm not a big fan on Anthony Richardson. I did trade up for him in the last mock draft. But again, I feel like that as a mock draft as a general manager, Washington would do in that situation. That's not the worst thing in the world. Um, I will speak on the Falcons at 8, and I'll probably do a good amount of talk of that. But then now Arizona's at 4, and I'm looking for teams to come calling again. Jalen Carter's there. Tyree Wilson's there. You get a guy who could help change your team. Um, and for some reason, it makes sense right here for Arizona to take Jalen Carter. I don't know why. Um, I feel like it'll be like the weirdest pick of the draft. I don't think anybody expects Jalen Carter to go to Arizona. But I'm just going to keep trading down and trading down and trading down and trading down if I'm Arizona. And if I get, if I get two extra first-round picks offered for the third overall pick, I am trading that in a heartbeat. The Arizona Cardinals need this. They're not a win now. They're in a very, very hard division, uh, which is not going to be open for the next few years because the 49ers will run that. Um, I don't think John Lynch is doing his best job there, but he's built a really nice roster. Um, I think the Rams can honestly compete for a wild card spot with how uh, bad the NFC is, and I think Seattle's going to be even better this year. I mean, they got two first-round picks. I, they might have some second-round picks. I'm going to um, actually... I'm going to pull up the uh, second round this year. I do expect a lot of I do expect the second round to be really nice and I like I like a lot of second round guys. I think the problem is there's like probably 15, 16 guys I like in the first round this year and the rest I'm kind of just n not too sure and don't really want to spend a first round pick on them. I think that's why you see Bijan Robinson definitely go in the first round. I don't think you see Jameer Gibbs go in the first round. But Bijan 100% uh, will and should be a first-round pick, even though I'm against it. I think he's such a good running back prospect. I think some team is going to fall for him. And it, I don't think playing for best available makes sense. I think you almost have to go for needs. And obviously, you're going to grade quarterbacks. Like, the Falcons are going to grade quarterbacks. I, you know, I'm just going to keep picking so I get to the Falcons. Uh, and I can talk about that. But... Um, so Jalen Carter's off the board, which leaves Seattle at five. Um, I don't think Seattle takes a corner, and I think with how this mock draft's going, I think you look for a trade partner to come up and take a quarterback. I think at this point, if Indianapolis doesn't take Will Levis, uh, they're just going to keep falling and falling and falling. So I'm going to take uh, Tyree Wilson here for the Seattle Seahawks and then you got Tennessee here I don't think Tennessee should pick a quarterback I really don't believe it I think they should stick with Tannehill for two more years I think there's a lot more needs 
uh, for Tennessee right now, but I think the general manager is if he's a new general manager, I feel like that's a very high chance he trades up, and he's the new general manager. So the general manager is going to trade up here. Um, when you get new general managers, they want to make the fan base happy, and they want to sell jerseys because, guys, this is a business. I think picking a quarterback gives us franchise hope, and it gives us fans hope, but I think it's a bad thing for a guy like Tanny Hill who's getting paid $36 million this year, and he, fans are going to want him out, and they're going to want him on the bench. So does picking Anthony Richardson here make sense? I'm going to go with no. I think Tennessee can still compete at a very high level, and I think they probably believe they can still compete, and I think they might like the quarterback class next year. So I'm not wasting a first-round pick to move up here uh, to six with Detroit. So Detroit might just be stuck here. Uh, I think Atlanta might trade up, but with the guys they probably wanted gone, I think Detroit's going to stick here. I think they're going to take a corner. I feel like Christian Gonzalez makes a little bit more sense than Davon Witherspoon. I think Davon Witherspoon is a very, very aggressive aggressive player on the field, really nice tackler, but I just think Christian Gonzalez here at six makes sense for Detroit. They got rid of Jeff Okuda, um, and they their offense is really good. Offense is really good. Might pick a tight end here in the late round, but they do like Kalaji Kansi, so that could definitely be a possibility there. And Vegas is sitting here at seven. Anthony Richardson fell. Will Levis fell, so there's a big chance they take a quarterback um, I think Vegas's roster is so bad that there's really no point in taking a quarterback. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is not the worst option in the world. But I do think the Raiders probably believe if they want to win in this division, they're going to have to have a really nice quarterback. And their offensive skill position players are really good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just some of these contracts are weird. I think the Devontae Adams contract, so there's going to be a lot of backloaded, which means all the all the money's going to be pushed back, like $44 million cap hit in 2025, $44 million cap hit in 2026. So there's going to be a lot of dead money there. Probably will add some void years to that. I think you can cut Jimmy Garoppolo next year and eat some dead money. Obviously, they're fine in eating dead money. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is on the team for at least more than two or three years. So with Vegas here, I, Will Levis falls to me. It makes sense. Um, I'm picking Will Levis here at 7. I don't think it's the best thing for the franchise, but I think with how the Raiders are going, they have a really nice fan base, I will say that. Very loyal fan base in Vegas, and they're adding a baseball team there. But I think Will Levis at 7 makes sense with how good of a prospect he is here. And then Atlanta's at 8. A lot of people have Anthony Richardson mocked to Atlanta at 8. But with how I view Terry Fontenot and how I've listened to all the, all the media, I don't think... Atlanta takes a quarterback. It just, I feel like they value other positions more. And I think having three quarterbacks who can start for you on your roster is a really bad thing. So Anthony Richardson is going to continue to fall here in this mock draft that I have. Um, and for Atlanta at eight, Arthur Smith wants to build the offensive line. And man, if you add a guy like Peter Skronsky to this offensive line, you can move them inside, outside. You have four guys who are legit starters in the league, legit starters. Offensive line wins football games, and you can dominate teams like the Panthers. You can dominate teams like the Saints. You can dominate teams like the Buccaneers just because the interior offensive line is so sound. And you got a guy who can move to tackle, so if McGarry gets hurt, you can move him out. If Matthews gets hurt, you can move him out. But the offensive line would be so nice. Does it make sense to pick a corner here? Yes, I think it does. I think it does for Atlanta with the loss of Casey Hayward. I think Atlanta's going to do something nice in the second round, and I would love to see Atlanta move up in the back end of the first round for a team like 
Baltimore, who doesn't have a lot of picks, like Minnesota, Buffalo, Dallas, like teams that are going to be stricken by the salary cap and they need draft picks to fill those voids and those deals because they're going to have to, they're not going to have to pay guys, but they're going to have to start considering what they want to do here. So for the eighth pick for the Atlanta Falcons, I think you give Jeff Okuda some time. I think you bring in way too many cornerbacks to pick a cornerback. Um, I just think Peter Skronsky on the offensive line makes sense. It really does. This team would be so nice. And sure, an offensive lineman's kind of boring, right? Like, that's not what people want. People want, you'll see Twitter and they'll be like, oh, I want a JSN. Oh, why didn't we pick, pick Anthony Richardson? Paris Johnson was there. Like, all these flashy guys, but just Skronsky makes sense, and he's really good. He is really good. I mean, if you're playing at Northwestern and you don't allow a single sack at Northwestern when you're 1-9 and nine and you're passing the ball all the time, then I don't know how you cannot love this guy. And he's going against legit talent. Right, he's going against legit talent, so I like that there for Atlanta. And then I don't like Ryan Pace. I don't like the general manager of the Bears. I think that trading the first pick was the best thing he's ever done. I don't like what he did in free agency. I think they were just kind of spending money to spend money over there in Chicago, and I still think they should spend some money and go out and get a guy like Frank Clark or Jadavion Clowney. Um, so for Chicago here at 9, I'm going to take Paris Johnson Jr. I mean, just go ahead and kind of – you want to save your franchise quarterback, and but Anthony Richardson is there. And I will say the thing with Chicago is they did not pick Justin Fields over Anthony Richardson. They picked Justin Fields in two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and DJ Moore over Anthony Richardson. So, I mean, I don't know how committed they still are to that, but I think just adding the tackle would make the Chicago fan base uh, feel pretty good about themselves. And Paris Johnson, I mean, his pro day was excellent. His pro day was excellent. He can move really well. I just think Skaronsky is a better fit for Atlanta just because he can play interior. Uh, but I will say Paris Johnson and Skaronsky, uh, it's definitely going to be a coin flip between who goes first. But I think Paris Johnson at nine makes sense. And, and then Anthony Richardson continues to fall, and you're going to keep seeing guys on. You're going to see Mel Kuyper and all these guys, Rappaport and all Adam Schefter being like, oh, Anthony Richardson's still falling. Is anybody calling their phone? Who's calling Philadelphia's phone here? I would love to say Washington is calling Philadelphia's phone here. And Howie Roseman, they're saying, I'll give you my first next year to move up and take Anthony Richardson, or I'll give you my second. I'll give you something to bring up, but I don't think Washington does that. I just think looking at all these teams, I don't think anybody wants to trade up for Anthony Richardson. And I think the only team that would pick Anthony Richardson right now is Tampa Bay at 19. Might be a little spoiler, but uh, I think Philadelphia stays here at 10, and I think B. John Robinson on Philadelphia would be the best, the best fit for Philadelphia, but I don't think that's what they do. I think they would have gone corner here if they did not bring back. They did not bring back Darius Slay. But at 10, I don't really what, know what to do. I would like to trade back if I'm Philadelphia, but I'm just going to stay put. And I think picking Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia, just feels like something Howie Rose would do. Just protect Jalen Hurts. You're paying him $251 million. you got to protect your quarterback. So Broderick Jones... 10th uh, overall to Philadelphia. And we see three straight offensive linemen go in this mock draft. And then Tennessee at 11, they got to fill the wide receiver role. If you want a franchise quarterback, you got to have someone to throw to. Uh, you got to have JSN. So I think JSN to Tennessee, um, while some people don't see it, the receiver hole there is absolutely terrible. And I think this is kind of a situation last year with Atlanta where they didn't really have a receiver. And Tennessee did not pick well in the first round last year, uh, picking JSN. 
So I or picking, uh, excuse me, Traylon Burks. So I think JSN to Tennessee makes sense. And you got Houston here at 12, and you could say, wow, Houston right here, but we're picking Anthony Richardson. Does make sense. They just added Will Anderson. And I just don't view Anthony Richardson as a first-round quarterback. I really don't. I think his passing percentage is really low, and I think his interceptions, nine, is really bad. But if you look at what Houston could do to this quarterback, I mean, they these guys haven't worked with Deshaun Watson because all those guys who worked with Deshaun Watson are fired by now. I don't think Anthony Richardson makes sense. I think you wait. I think DeMarco Ryan's and their general manager saying they're not picking a quarterback. And going defense here would make more sense. Pairing a corner with Derek Stingley and kind of helping this defense and building it into what it could be and having two first-round picks and a first-round pick next year means you have the capital to go up and get your quarterback of the you want next year. So, Houston, you're going to have to do another rebuilding year because if this guy is not your guy, you're going to be struggling in the AFC South with Trevor Lawrence for the next few years. So I think Devon Witherspoon to Houston at 12 just helped the defense and kind of make make other guys feel uncomfortable in a weak quarterback division after C.J. Stroud goes to Indianapolis. I don't think Houston follows that route. Uh, so the Jets are here at 13. Um, I'll probably get a text from Casey Comerford telling me he doesn't like this pick. But um, I think they're going to go edge. I think there's still a good amount of edges here. Um, I think Luke Van Ness probably makes the most sense uh, for the Jets. So I'm going to take Luke Van Ness here at 13 for the New York Jets. Not really an explanation, just a big body guy that they can put on the defensive line and kind of go to work in a very talented uh, quarterback division and definitely wanting to rush the passer and Tua, that's what you're going to need. You're going to have to protect Tua this year, but the Dolphins forfeited their first-round pick and they traded uh, they traded their first round, their later first-round pick um, via San Francisco from the Trey Lance trade uh, for Bradley Chubb and then gave him a very, very hefty contract. And so New, New England is here at 14. And would picking Anthony Richardson make sense? In my books, Yes. But I think you guys stick with Mac Jones, just the contract. I don't think anybody is really going to want to trade for him. Um, so at 14, I would have loved to take B. John Robinson. I think it would make sense. I feel like it would be a move Bill Belichick would make late in his career to bring in a good running back. I don't think Bill Belichick really believes in that. I don't. I think he's so good in developing corners. There's no point in picking a corner, right? Um, I don't think he likes many of these edge rushers. But who is... Who is New England really throwing to? I mean, they kind of lost Jonu Smith. They didn't really use him right. Uh, I think they're going to have to get a guy who they use right. And I don't think picking a tight end makes sense. It could with this offense. But I'm in love with Zay Flowers, and I think maybe the Patriots view me the same as that way. So I'm picking Zay Flowers at 14, probably a reach. But I think receiver, it gets kind of receiver heavy. Um in this draft, and I think there's a lot of good receiver prospects who could go later, but actually, I'm going to switch my pick. I don't like that, actually. I think Quentin Johnson makes sense out of TCU to the Patriots. I think you need to kind of help Mac Jones. I think you need a real offensive coordinator in New or New England if you want to do anything. So I think Quentin Johnson kind of makes sense uh, for New England in this in this good old Bach mock. And then Green Bay at 15. And everybody is mocking a tight end. Everybody. I don't think people know what Green Bay is going to do, but I do think a tight end does make sense. I think you kind of have to help Jordan Love out in the receiving game if you want to take another step in his development. And I think Michael Meyer, tight end out of 
Notre Dame makes a hundred percent sense. Um, I don't. People say Dalton Kincaid. They really like Dalton Kincaid. Um, I just think Meyer makes more sense for me. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I just think he's a little bit more tougher prospect. I think Dalton Kincaid is still going to go in the first round. I'll probably give him to a team later. But I think Meyer to Green Bay makes sense. And then you got Washington here at 16. Uh, the receiver room is 100% fine. They picked Jahan Dotson last year in the first round. He was not the worst thing in the world. But um, if you were to win, you gotta you got to play well on the defensive side. You're in a really tough division. I would say you get an edge rusher, but that defensive line is so sound, they don't really need one. I think Joey Porter to Washington here at 16 kind of makes sense. And the Anthony Richardson is just still and still falling. 17 here for Pittsburgh. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't think picking a running back makes sense. I don't think pick, picking an edge makes sense. And I don't really think picking a tight end makes sense. So I think you take a tackle here. I think Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, uh, 17 for Pittsburgh, makes sense. Uh, and I'm just going to move over to Detroit Lions, who already went defensive side uh, in their first pick, which was it was Christian Gonzalez for corner. And I think they love this guy in Kalijah Kansi. So I think Detroit pick goes defensive in their both first-round picks. Uh, and at 18, they, they take Kalijah Kansi. I, I couldn't explain it to you, but I just think it's a guy who's been mocked very heavily to go to Detroit. So that's what Detroit wants to do. And then at 19 for Tampa Bay. I mean, Anthony Richardson is still there. Do I know if they view Anthony Richardson as a first-round quarterback? I think this would make sense for the Buccaneers. Um, I think there's salary cap implications are going to be tough this year, but I think if you can kind of build around him and have Baker Mayfield pretty, be a pretty solid bridge quarterback... I don't think the general manager wants to stick with Baker Mayfield, so I think Anthony Richardson at 19 to Tampa Bay makes all the sense for Rush Williams and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that means all the quarterbacks are off the board. I'm not picking Hendon Hooker in these drafts. I don't think Hendon Hooker deserves to be a first-round pick, especially coming off an ACL. I don't believe in that. So now we got Seattle at 20. What are they going to do, right? They picked Tyree Wilson earlier, so they're not going to pick another edge guy, right? Does receiver make sense? No. Does tight end make sense? Yes. I think out of Seattle, goes with Dalton Kincaid at 20. Very developed route runner. Always on those late games on Saturday nights. Doing very well in Utah. Very little tight end friendly offense. Down there, so I think Dalton Kincaid at 20 to Seattle makes sense. And then the Chargers come around at 21. I would say Jalen Hyatt would be a really nice fit in this offense. Do I think it's a little early for the Chargers? Yes. And I think they're really stricken on salary cap. So I don't think they're gonna have a receiver next year that they like. Because they're gonna have to either get rid of Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. And I think personally they're gonna choose. Mike Williams, so I think Zay Flowers is a better fit for the Chargers. So at 21, I'm going to take Zay Flowers to the L.A. Chargers because next year they're going to be really salary cap stricken in the next few years. So I think having Zay Flowers makes sense. Baltimore at 22, you could see a team like definitely Atlanta moving up here to get a guy they want at 22. Bijan Robinson is still there. Uh, you could see a team like Dallas moving up and taking Bijan Robinson. But there's still some really nice edge prospects here. 
And with the loss of Calais Campbell, I think you're going to have to find someone to fill that role. So I think Miles Murphy at 22 to Baltimore makes sense. And then everybody's going to go wide and they take a receiver. Well, no good receivers are here on the board for them to take. Minnesota at 23. I would love for them to take a receiver as well. Do I like the receivers? Do I like Jordan Addison? No, but I think Jordan Addison's a good enough fit in that Minnesota offense with Justin Jefferson. A little short route guy. A little small. Obviously a little undersized, but you can fix that in a couple of years. So I think you're going to bring in a quarterback next year potentially for Minnesota. So I think Jordan Addison at 23 makes sense for a very interesting Minnesota Vikings team. Jacksonville at 24. I think they need a corner. Uh, I think you probably take Deontay Bakes. I think salary cap is going to be a problem there. Uh, but I think having a rookie corner in a really weak receiver division for Jacksonville makes sense. You just get Calvin Ridley back. The offense is perfectly fine. Uh, defense is really, really nice. And you got rid of Shaquille Griffin. So I think Deontay Bakes at 24 to Jacksonville makes sense to me in this draft. New York Giants at 25. Um, I think you, for some reason I see a Philadelphia trade-up to take Brian Branch. Brian Branch is still there. Do I think the Giants take Brian Branch? No, I think they have to go receiver, but they're looking at this receivers right now, and there's not a guy they believe can be their wide receiver one. So for the New York Giants, Saquon or Bijan Robinson doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think Nolan Smith doesn't make any sense either. Uh, I think he's a little undersized for that defense, and I don't know what New York would do. I think they would definitely trade back here because I don't think they like it. But why not go ahead and protect Daniel Jones if you're paying him all this money a guard here isn't probably what New York Giants fans want but I think they really like to go offensive line in the past few few years in the first round and oh my they're paying Leonard Williams or his cap numbers 32 million this year so they're eating cap very 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 heavily um, so I think Okaius Terrance kind of makes sense interior offensive lineman out of Florida he's a very very nice player but just because he's a guard People are not going to want to pick him early, but I think right here for the Giants kind of makes sense. Dallas at 26. Oh, my God. Bijan Robinson falls to Dallas. Jerry Jones is going to lose it. So I think at 26, Dallas takes Bijan Robinson. Just Jerry Jones move right there. 27 at Buffalo. I think they want an edge rusher to pair with Von Miller. And no better edge rusher to pair with Von Miller than Nolan Smith at 27 for Buffalo. Cincinnati at 28. Who knows what they could do. They could do anything, but I think you would see Philadelphia move up before Cincinnati to take Brian Branch, but I think Brian Branch here to Cincinnati with the loss of Von Bell and Jesse Bakes makes all the sense in the world. New Orleans at 29, kind of just going to cruise through the, these last few picks because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, they're going to go d defensive line, and they need someone to kind of fill the loss of all these players, and I think Brian Breeze at 29 makes sense. Philadelphia at 30, probably no one they like. I don't think they're going to fill that linebacker role, but I think Drew Saunders is a very nice linebacker to have. I think the first linebacker taken in this draft is Drew Saunders, 30 to Philadelphia, and then 31 for Kansas City. No better receiver to pair with Patrick Mahomes and the deep ball receiver and Jalen Hyatt. So I think Jalen Hyatt goes 31st at the end of the first round of Kansas City. Thank you for listening this far to the second NFL draft preview of Bach Fantasy Talk. This was definitely a very, very long episode. And if you you want to follow us 
on our Instagram, please do. And news, we will be live. I will be live for the draft on Thursday so you can see all my reactions to all these picks. So that was our big announcement. Um, any, nothing else uh, we got to say thank you to the four gentlemen or the three gentlemen who came on earlier. Very interesting episode we did. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Very long one. A new episode will be dropping Wednesday. Uh, it will be a short one, kind of just my last first-round mock. It's just going to be all me before the draft begins. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.